Hello, Fempreneurs. Lindsay Berry here, and welcome to another episode of the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast. I'm coming to you on Highway 40, about 20 minutes outside of Grand Prairie, Alberta. Uh, I took a five-day break from writing the book, the book called We Should Be Friends, uh, to just do some camping and be outside and take a break from (laughs) the grind uh, to sleep a lot. Um, For those of you that don't know, I have a 15-year-old son, and he, I'm so proud of him, he is working full-time this summer at a Bible camp. He is a cabin leader all summer long. So I have this really weird summer going on right now, which is um, a mix of missing him and getting so much done and doing all sorts of things. And a couple times he's seen my Instagram stories and been like, oh, mom, I wish I could be camping with you guys. But he also is getting paychecks for the first time in his life and hanging out with a bunch of kids at camp, which is what he loves to do. So it's pretty cool. So that's a little update on where I'm at and why I'm recording this podcast episode from the road. So yeah, I've got my dog in the back in a kennel and every once in a while the front of the cage kind of rattles when I hit bumps. So hopefully the sound quality isn't horribly annoying for you, but you're going to want to push through even if it is a little bit unclear uh, because the message I have for you today is going to be super clear and it's going to help you become super clear on social media. So many of you listening to this are all already aware, but I'll fill those of you in who are new. Um, I offer a six-week marketing school to help women confidently share their message on social media so the people who they were born to serve can find them and can gain from the knowledge and all the awesome stuff they have to share with them. So if you are someone who's in the beauty industry, maybe you're a hairdresser like I am, maybe you're uh, a lash girl, maybe you do makeup, Maybe you do all of the above. Maybe you do nails, manicures, pedicures. Um, Maybe you do laser hair removal. Maybe you do Botox. Maybe you do, no matter what you do in the beauty industry, uh, this message is for you today. So when I first left Cochrane five days ago, I drove to Grand Prairie and I sat out on the deck with my girlfriend, Devin, and her, uh, well, she's my friend too, but she's more of Devin's friend. I don't know her very well, but we're all, we're all hairdressers and we all know each other from back in the day when we all became hairdressers here in Grand Prairie. So we had some pretty good conversations about just the industry and how much it's changed. So if you're a hairdresser or someone in the beauty industry and you're having trouble with the idea of using social media to market yourself in a way that feels real for you and right for you and is going to attract the right kind of people. I'm going to talk a lot about that today. So this episode is for you. If you're not in the beauty industry, you're still going to get a ton of great stuff, but I'm going to speak specifically to the beauty industry. Now, if you are doing any sort of beautification to people for a living, you have a huge, huge, huge advantage over every other industry out there because what you can do is you can share before and after pictures of what you do. You can show a picture of the person when they walk into your salon with their their hair that's, you know, split ends and grown out color, or you can show a picture of that age spot or that, you know, um, maybe like a, a hairy upper thigh that they want all the hair zapped off of or whatever it is, you know, their nails before getting them done. Anything that they have come into you with that they want beautified, you can show that before picture and that after picture. So that is huge because you're able to show with literally zero words, just some hashtags, because of course hashtags are huge for getting you out there into the world of social media in front of the faces you wanna be in front of. 
So you want, you don't even need to say anything. Like the pictures and the videos that you can share on social media will do all the work for you. Now, that said, that's not all you need to have on your social media uh, account. Like you need, so if you're, we're talking Instagram only today, by the way. So Instagram feed, why is it important to have not just before and afters on your Instagram feed? Well, I'm gonna get into that right now. The reason is they need to see you. You are the craftswoman. You are the, I was gonna say craftsman and then I realized that that's not the word I want to use. You are the craftswoman. I don't know if that's even a thing. You are the brains behind all of those before and afters. You are the creative genius. You are the person behind this Instagram account. So guess what? I don't care how camera shy you are, how worried you are about looking perfect in every one of your pictures, you gotta get over it. You've gotta get yourself on social media. One of my favorite things to do lately is use, so I have a Samsung phone and I use what's called the hyperlapse feature in my camera. So when I am in my phone camera, instead of taking just a regular video, I'll prop my phone up somewhere. So it's kind of pointed in the general direction of where me and these people are and I will push the hyperlapse video. So it records a super sped up version of what's going on and then you can use that or not. You might watch it later and decide not to use it, but I encourage you to get more active with your phone. And I'm not just talking about the posting side of things. I'm talking about playing with different types of recording yourself doing the things you do. You may think that no one cares what you're doing, but I promise you, you're wrong. Now, whenever I come up north, I'm from Dawson Creek, BC originally. I lived in Grand Prairie, Alberta for nine years. Whenever I come up north to my homeland where I, where I you know, basically grew up and lived through my 20s in Grand Prairie, I always have these flashbacks to the feelings that I, 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 feelings that I haven't felt in a long time, but I always get flashbacks to these feelings when I'm up north. The feeling is that my friends and family that have known me forever are going to think that my new social media activity and all the new sort of online presence that I'm building is gonna look kind of show-offy or like look at me or like I think I'm a big deal or like I think I'm better than them. These are concerns that held me back for years from following my heart. I wanna tell you a little story about this. So I've always loved being in front of the camera and I know that's that's like probably weird for you. I've like never been very good at it until probably recently I've become better at it. I was never good at it, but I always liked it. And I credit that to my dad. So growing up, my dad was one of those parents that took pictures of everything. (laughs) He was always taking pictures. He loved pictures and he just was so into capturing the moment whenever possible. And oh man. Yeah. So I, I just remember whenever dad would break out the camera, my brother and sister would often sigh and be like, oh, not another picture, dad. And I'd be like, oh, yay, cool, sweet. And I would love the opportunity to be goofy or to be like silly or dramatic. So I'd like do these weird poses and I'd make these funny faces and dad would be like, okay, can we just not do that for this picture? Because I would love to just be kind of silly and just, I don't know, I guess just stand out, right? And I'd encourage my brother and sister to sometimes do these funny poses. We have some pretty cute pictures of us when we were kids not just taking like the basic family photo where we're all standing there. We're all being silly or we're doing something fun. So this desire to, um, to show my fun side, to show the importance of, of taking pictures, I've always had that in me and I, and I credit that to my dad. But when I started, you know, I've been an entrepreneur forever. I was a self-employed hairstylist for 
eight years before I got into the world of finance. I had a job in the financial industry for a few years before I became an entrepreneur again, this time uh, beautifying people's financial pictures uh, rather than just their hair. I've done hair all along, but I uh, definitely don't do near as much hair as I did back when it was my full-time gig. But anyways, when I became an entrepreneur again, that was when I decided to really embrace social media as a tool to meet more of the people I wanted to work with. So I wrote a book and during the process of writing the book is when I did a lot of marketing the book. I, I, I'm not even sure where this, this idea came from or how it made sense to me, but I knew that I needed to market the book long before it was even done. So when I decided to write a book, I told everyone on social media I was writing a book. That was a huge, awesome thing that I did. That was a huge step in the right direction. So I encourage you, if you're getting ready to do something big and bold and brave, you don't have to have any proof yet. Just go out on social media and tell the world the big, bold thing that you're gonna do. And guess what? You're way more likely to do it if you do that. So I encourage you to talk about what you're up to on social media. And I know what you're gonna feel like sometimes because I felt it too. Oh, everybody thinks that I'm being a show off. Oh, everybody thinks that, you know, I think everybody cares what I'm doing. No, it, you, it, that doesn't matter if they think that. And A, you have no proof that they're thinking that, by the way. That's just uh, a negative voice in your head saying those things. Um, but what I did find out later that there were a few people that are now comfortable with admitting it to me. <laughs> and I do remember a few reactions from family members back in the day too, where it was kind of like, well, who are you to step out into the world and write a book? And who are you to go on social media and, you know, talk about stuff that you know, you know, regarding personal finance and, you know, uh, and sharing your stories about your life. Like, who are you to think that anyone cares about, you know, your money problems that you had in your 20s that led you to, you know, becoming a financial advisor? And, and, and like, it, there was just, there was a feeling mixed with a few reactions that I perceived as being that. And what matters most is not those people. What matters is the people that need your message, that need your knowledge, that need to know that you are even trying to help them because guess who they're gonna direct their questions to when they don't have answers? You, and does it matter if you have the answer in that moment? No, because your job as their servant is to say, that's a great question. I actually don't know the answer, but I wanna know the answer. I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna get back to you. And the reason why I wrote my first book was it was a collection of all of those things, all of those things that I knew were confusing to mom. So my first book is called Money and the 39 Forever Mom. It's a collection of all those things that I knew I didn't, I, I definitely didn't know those things coming out of high school. I definitely didn't know those things in my 20s until at age 28, I had the opportunity to take you know professional training to be a financial advisor for a large international investment firm. And I learned a lot of stuff about how money works. Um, but what I also learned in my financial advisor training was a lot of sales training. So I took some of the best things from that, turned it into you know, a marketing school. Um, fast forward you know, seven years later, you know, here we are. Uh, I've got the YYC Fempreneurs. I've got a six week marketing school. Um, I've written two books and I'm working on my third and all of it is dedicated to helping you get your message out there. So if you're a beautician, you're a hairdresser, you're a nail tech, you're, a, you're anything in the beauty industry, you absolutely need to, I just drove by a cop and I got a little nervous because I like, I don't even know how fast I'm going right now. Nope, we're good. Um, yeah, if you're in the beauty industry, I just want you to know that 
it's important that you get rid of that little, we call her the little bitch on your shoulder. So we call her that in marketing school because she's a collection of things that you worry about that aren't necessarily facts and people who've actually said negative things to you in the past. She's a collection of all those things on repeat, sitting on your shoulder, telling you you're not good enough, telling you you should worry about what people think of you, telling you that you know so-and-so that you grew up with and went to elementary school thinks you're show off you know, for being on social media all the time and that you shouldn't take that selfie because you're gonna look like you're self-absorbed. That little bitch is full of lies, okay? She does not want you to step out and be different from the crowd because she's trying to keep you safe, but she's doing it in a really shitty way. So safe is boring. We wanna be a little more bold. We wanna step outside of the comfort zone because the rewards are worth it. I can tell you that from experience, and I'm sure you know a lot of people that, that you've seen that true. So it be true for them. So it can be true for you too. So when it comes to marketing, what matters the most is that you are showing the world what you actually do in videos and pictures, more so than in words, because videos and pictures say a thousand words. Um, videos and pictures of what you actually do. If you're in the beauty industry, again, you have a huge unfair advantage because you literally make visible change on people's bodies, which is awesome. So don't be shy to snap a before picture and an after picture. If you're worried about people um, giving permission and then saying later, well, I didn't give you permission or I, I want to sue you. Like I've heard people's concerns about things like that. You could do up some sort of a little form probably and have them sign it. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know anything about that stuff. I do know that people, when they say, yeah, you can take before and after pictures of me and then let me see them. And if I approve, then you can post them like that is enough because very, very often people are flattered that you want to use them in their marketing. They're flattered to be an example for you. They're flattered to have the opportunity to help you grow your business. So, Assume that people are good. Uh, I'm not promising you won't get sued. I don't, I don't know the ramifications of, of all these things, but I know that when I've asked people to give me permission to use their words, to use their pictures, um, I, do, I do it via Facebook Messenger or a DM. I also send emails a lot of times, so I have kind of proof back and forth. If I'm nervous, if I'm not nervous at all about it, if my gut's just like, yeah, no, this is cool, don't worry about it, then, then post away because like if they don't want your their picture up there and your before and after you know feed on your Instagram they'll tell you and you'll just take it down it's not a big deal right but you know of course you're not going to post a picture of someone looking really horrible you're going to you're going to make sure that they that you know maybe their head if it's a hair picture that maybe their head is tilted down or maybe it's strictly from the back right so maybe their face isn't even in it so long story short you're going to want to post pictures and videos of what you actually do. This is marketing 101, okay? The basic, basic, basics. Um, especially if you're not confident with your spelling and grammar, you're gonna need to use a lot of pictures, okay? And hashtags are essential. Um, depending on when you're listening, listening to this, there's a free hashtag guide at yycfempreneurs.com. Hashtags are a little bit of a science, but it's very, very basic science. And I've explained it to you with the help of Selena Novello. She's 19 years old. She helped me build this hashtag guide. Um, actually, I feel like I'm, think, I'm thinking back to when she and I were sitting at Tim Hortons together building it, and it's definitely more her. <laughs> it was more her. Um, but yeah, so it's an awesome tool. It's a $100 value. It's yours free. Go to yycfemprinters.com and grab it. Anyways, hashtags are important. Um, the next thing that's really, really important is they need to see you. 
You are the human behind the masterpieces. You are the creative genius. They want to see you. And then next step, which we're not going to get into today, next step is you actually sharing your story and why you care and what you love most about what you do. And all those stories, those are your unfair advantages. So when you, when you combine pictures and videos of yourself with words, with feeling words, with stories, oh my gosh, then you're next level. You're like next level. But for now, if you're new to this concept and if this is already terrifying for you, just start with blending your Instagram feed, uh, a mix of what you do visually and who you are visually. So your face, um, you know, like time-lapse videos, I can't remember what they're called, hyperlapse or something on, on an iPhone, you know, a blend of that and ha the right hashtags and you don't even need to type captions. You just need to put hashtags and those kind of pictures and videos and you are off and running. Now, the next thing I want to just leave you with before uh, before I get back to driving here and focusing fully on my driving <laughs> is the bio in your Instagram. Now, um, my boyfriend's Instagram account, because he has a restaurant in Cochrane, he's able to link his Instagram bio up to skip the dishes. So he didn't have that set up. So the other day I was looking at his bio and I was like, ooh, playing around. And so we did that. If you are any kind of a consultant or a hairdresser and you use an online booking tool, you can actually link that booking tool to your Instagram profile in case you didn't know that. So look into that. It's a free feature in your professional Instagram account. If you don't have a professional Instagram account, meaning you can't tap that little view insights button below your pictures, then you need to switch to a professional account. You can do that right in your Instagram uh, uh, settings. So those are just a couple things to make sure you're aware of. Um, your bio, make sure your location is there. I do not care if you're like, I have an international business and I can work from anywhere and I can work with people from anywhere. It doesn't matter. Put where you are most of the time or if you're mobile, put where you are today. Um, use those words to sort of say currently in, you know, Los Angeles next week, I might be in Las Vegas or say something fun like that if you want to make it very clear that you're mobile and moving around. But ultimately, if your location doesn't matter to the people you serve, if what matters to them is how they can get a hold of you and what you do, then of course you should focus your bio on that. Be more clear about what you do and who you do it for than where you are. Um, the other thing is having your location on your Instagram bio helps Instagram promote you better. And it actually, the, the algorithm favors that because they like to know where you are, right? So a lot of bots, of course, and a lot of fake accounts, they don't have a location. So you kind of bunch yourselves into that group if you're not putting your location in your bio. So making sure that your bio shows clear ways of how people can work with you or book with you is super hugely important. Be sure to come back next week for part two of this series where I'm gonna help you, continue to help you clarify your message and deliver that clear message on Instagram. Now, we're gonna build on the foundation we've set next week. Uh, or like on the foundation we've set today, we're gonna to build on it next week. So I look forward to hearing from you on Instagram. If you've listened to this episode, if you found it helpful, head over to YYC Fempreneurs, send me a DM. 
Uh, let me know what helped you in this episode today. It really does warm my heart when I get messages from you guys saying that you're listening and what you're getting out of it and even anything that you want to learn more about. I'd love to talk about it on the podcast. So send me your questions, your ideas for future episodes. Uh, I will be doing more interviews starting in the fall after the book is done. So if you have uh, a topic you'd like to talk about with me on the podcast and you'd like me to interview you, I'd be more than happy to do that. So send me a message. So that's it for today. Um, just a huge shout out to Devin and she's, uh, I met her like two weeks into my hairdressing school in Grand Prairie and we've been friends ever since. Um, if there's someone in your life that's a, a long, long time friend, maybe you just haven't talked to them a long time, but they're part of your, they're part of your heritage. They're part of your life story. They, you know, you, you maybe you just drifted apart for no particular reason. Send them a message right now. Set up a Facebook video call with them. Reach out to them. Uh, don't be shy. Don't let those kind of friends leave your life. Make the effort. Be the person to keep it going. Um, that said, I've had some friends in the past who I feel like don't put in the effort and I have eventually let those friendships go. So you don't want to always be the person that has to do all the work. But it doesn't hurt to reach out and try. Um, I can't imagine not having Devin in my life and there was a lot of years when I, I wouldn't see her for two, three years and now I make a point of coming up north a couple times a year to see her and uh, it's so fun to talk about hairdressing and to get some tips from her because she's like fully in the industry and does it all the time. Um, yeah, so huge shout out to her. I'm actually going to put a link to her Instagram account in the show notes. Follow her. She makes a jewelry. She's a hairdresser in Grand Prairie, Alberta. Uh, she's just an awesome human and she's, uh, she's becoming more brave and bold on social media. So I want you to watch the progression that, that she goes through in the next few months. Um, all right, I'm going to continue on here towards Grand Cache and then on to Jasper. I'm taking a little bit of a longer route home just because it's uh, really, really pretty to come through the mountains. And of course, in the winter, I have to worry about roads and things. And right now, I have to worry about construction, I guess. But um, the only time I ever saw a grizzly bear while driving was actually near Jasper. So I'm hoping I get to see a grizzly bear today. So have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Femprinter Marketing Podcast. Uh, there's still two spots left in the marketing school that starts August 18th. So if you want group and one-on-one -on -one training with me, then check that out at yycfempreneurs.com slash FMS, which stands for Femprinter Marketing School. And if you haven't pre-ordered the book yet, please do that. It's called We Should Be Friends. It's a book for women about building community and it is on pre-sale now, and it will be complete by August 23rd. And yeah, I hope you're having a great summer. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.